How's it going, everybody? Adrian here from the Gaming Observer for Thursday, December the 17th. Uh, we've got a few things to talk about today in the world of video games, so why don't we do that? First things first, we've got to talk about another little controversy that happened from CD Projekt, but this time it's not Cyberpunk, it's GOG.com. So you might remember last year there was a horror game that came out, it was called Devotion, developed by Red Candle Games from Taiwan. And a few days after its release, it was discovered that an asset in the game was a poster mocking the Chinese president. Right after it happened, they said that it was the work of a single developer and, quote, Upon learning of this, we immediately replaced the art material within an hour. The words written on the art material does not stand for Red Candles Games' stance, nor is it in any ways related to Devotion's story and theme, end quote. Despite the uh, crisis management that they tried to do, the game basically disappeared everywhere. It was review-bombed and delisted on Steam, and not a trace of it could be found on their YouTube channel. They also lost a number of partnerships and, most importantly, their business license to sell games in China. Now, here's where the controversy comes in. Today, Red Candle announced that the game would be finally returning to a digital storefront through GOG. They said, woohoo, we're coming back after a full year for the first time. Same price, same content. Here it is. And then only a few hours after they tweeted that out, here's what GOG tweeted, quote, Earlier today, it was announced that the game Devotion is coming to GOG. After receiving many messages from gamers, we have decided not to list the game in our store. End quote. Now, of course, many people took a lot of issue with this. Uh, they cited the fact that they heard messages from gamers, which is just the most vague kind of blame game they could have made. Uh, and of course, you know, the, the assumption here is that GOG did not want to get into the bad graces of the Chinese government. There are a lot of people making jokes about how this is the same company who you know, made a game about fighting government and corporate oppression. And then, of course, they're doing exactly that with their digital storefront. And uh, as such, this has really become another, yet another PR nightmare for CD Projekt. There have even been some developers, some actual other developers who have opted to take their games off of GOG because of this decision. Now, what I find interesting is we don't know exactly what happened between the two announcements, because presumably the game would have had to have been greenlit by GOG at some point. So in the few hours between the announcements, something happened. Who knows? Either way, you know, anybody who's trying to get their hands on Devotion is now going to have to wait a, bit, a little bit longer, assuming, uh, because platforms like GOG, like Steam, they're not willing to get in trouble with the Chinese government. So much money comes from that region, and it's really hard to get into that region. So once you are in there, you don't want to lose it. And obviously that might have consequences. So I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. It's a sucky situation all around for sure. Okay, so last week at the Game Awards, they announced ARK 2, which is the sequel to the biggest dinosaur game in the world, right? ARK Survival Evolved. And in the trailer, Vin Diesel appeared out of nowhere as its main focus, as its protagonist. It was quite weird seeing him, uh, you know, interacting with dinosaurs. Well, as it turns out, they didn't just throw money at this famous actor to appear. He's also producing the game and its companion animated series. Apparently, he's actually put thousands of hours into the first ARC game and has earned himself the title of President of Creative Convergence at the studio, whatever that means. And I don't know, this isn't really a news story, I guess, but I, I just went into this weird wormhole today learning that Diesel is actually a huge gamer, as well as being an incredibly famous actor. And at one point, he even founded his own development studio, which is still in operation. They're probably not making anything you've heard of before, but I thought it was interesting. Vin Diesel. So there you go. If you're if you're an ARC fan, he's a major part of that. 
Okay, so a really interesting article came from CNN today. They were talking to Spotify about some interesting data about video game music, and I thought I would share some of the interesting nuggets of information. So streaming from game consoles, right, Xbox and PlayStation, is up 55% year over year because of the pandemic, presumably, uh, with rap and trap music being the most popular genres on consoles. Uh, I also thought it was interesting here... uh, There was a Fortnite concert a while back from an artist named Travis Scott. After that happened, his streams on Spotify went up by 200%. And then I guess the uh, the last thing I'll say here is that the most popular soundtracks that were listened to on Spotify were Minecraft, Death Stranding, and the original Doom. (laughs) That's quite an interesting top three, I would say. Anyway, folks, there you have it. Not a huge news day, but I thought those were some interesting tidbits. Uh, A huge, huge thank you for tuning in. And I'll be back tomorrow, okay? So until next time, happy gaming, everyone. It is the TGO After Show. Hello and welcome. Okay, so yesterday I told you how I was really enjoying Sea of Thieves, and then I was going off to play Sea of Thieves. Well, now I actually want to tell you about the session that I had last night in Sea of Thieves. Now, I was telling you that I liked some of the non-handholding that they do, right? If they want you to go to a certain place, they don't just give you the directions. You have to find it, and then you have to use a compass and things like that. I still really love those mechanics, but but sometimes they come at the cost of quality of life, I guess. And at worst, just outright confusion or misunderstanding of how the game works. And that's what today's story is about, so... My friend and I, we decide we're going to go on a voyage, which looked really cool. It looked like it was this special event. And if you don't know, if you've never played Sea of Thieves, it's designed so that you're supposed to get everything that you want to do done in one session. Because you're you're joining a persistent online world, you're being matchmaked with other people, and when you start a voyage, you're either going to complete it in that session, or you're going to lose everything that you earned on the way. So the only thing that's persistent between games and sessions is your money that you have. Well, it turns out that this special event voyage that we did was like a super, super special event that only comes like once a year or something, and we had no idea, and then they just threw like 12 different locations at us, and we're like, go have fun. And because we're so inexperienced at the game, it literally took us like two hours just to go to one location and do everything. We're like, we don't have the time for this. So we just totally lost that that voyage where we're never going to be able to get it again, which was supposed to be you know, worth a lot of money, really rewarding. It was a special event. Well, we don't have it anymore. So that was one upsetting thing that I wish that they had communicated a little better, uh, something that they sacrificed in the name of immersive gameplay, I guess. And, and, you know, maybe I missed something, but I only discovered all of this after researching what it was all about after. Now, let me tell you about the game session itself, because it really was something else. And actually, this is just the, the later half of the session, but we started that that voyage and we took off towards an island. And while we're there, we dig up the eight different X marks the spots and just have an absolute pile of treasure chests ready to be delivered to the nearest outpost and sold for lots of money. And then at some point, we turn around and notice that our our boat is stuck. Now, the game does have some mechanics to get you unstuck, but this was really stuck. It was not going anywhere, no matter what we did. Well, that's no problem. The game has a mechanic where you can choose to blow up the ship and they'll spawn you a new one. You just go to this little mermaid that shows up and he goes, hey, I'll I'll send you to your ship. No problem. Okay, so we blow up the ship. I go to the mermaid 
and the mermaid spawns me on the other side of the map to where all of the treasure is and my new boat. I think the idea here is that once you lose your boat, you've lost, you know, most everything, and they're just going to spawn you in a random place in the world so you can start again. That's the typical nature of this game, is you're always doing something fresh. Now, keep in mind, this map is fairly large. My friend does not have a boat to go and deliver all these treasure chests, so I make my way over. It takes me about 20 minutes to go from one side of the map to the other, all alone on my boat, to go pick up the treasure chests and sell them. And at this point, we're like, we're ready to go to bed, you know? It's been a while. We just want to get our money and get out. Well, I finally get there. And just as I go to meet him, I think we walked a little too far away from the boat, because then it despawned. And we thought, well, that's no problem. If a boat despawns, surely they know that you want to stay where you're at. And they just, I don't know, maybe it was sinking and we just didn't know, but, I, you know, I didn't see anything of that sort. I never crashed it or anything. Because either way, I took the mermaid thinking I was going to respawn in the same spot. And once again, it took me on the other side of the map. Well, at this point, my friend says, screw it, I'm taking the rowboat. So with no uh, guidance whatsoever, he didn't, all he had was a compass. He didn't have a map. He didn't know which direction to go. He loaded up all of the treasure chests onto a rowboat and started rowing across the same map that I was just sailing on. And I'll tell you something, this guy got surprisingly far. He actually got really close to an outpost because I was able to tell him which direction he was supposed to be going. And by the time I met up with him, he, he had actually gotten pretty close to the outpost. Again, it took me another 20, 25 minutes to get to him. But there was this absolutely tremendous visual of this random dude in the middle of the ocean with eight treasure chests stack on top of each other, just desperately rowing in the middle of a storm. I could not imagine the reaction of another person who was online in that server driving past him and just seeing this dude desperately trying to stay alive in the middle of the ocean. It was it was incredible. So anyway, we finally... Uh, packed up and, and got everything sold, and it probably wasn't worth the amount of time that we put into it. But I gotta say, the mechanics of the game really screwed us over last night. And while we're, we still, you know, it's a, it's a story that we're never gonna forget, for sure. Uh, we're not playing it next week. And we're definitely gonna play it in the future, but we had enough of it this, this week. So there you go, that's my experience with Sea of Thieves. A little bit more hand-holding in that situation would have been nice. Uh, folks, that's gonna do it for today. Thank you for joining me. Until next time, farewell.